everybody. It is Friday, Friday. February 12th, and it is grounding, connecting, and bonding. And right now, I know what David is bonding and connecting to. Come here, my precious. (laughs) Oh, God, that was louder than I thought. Do I have something in my eye? (laughs) Seriously, it blew, I think it, I I blew an eyelash off. (laughs) I shouldn't have had it that close to my eyeball. (laughs) Woo. All right. Sounds like someone's ready for the weekend. We're ending the weekend with a bang. How are we doing? I got a good question for you. <laughs> do it. What grade would you give yourself on how well you do, deal with difficulty and problem solving? Wow. That's so subjective. I, I think I'm way ahead of the curve, but I'm still giving myself a B minus. Really? Yeah, no. I, 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 I definitely see room for improvement. I think the average person compared to me would probably be like a C or a D mm-hmm. and, and or not know it. That's the problem. Yes. Right. Well, I got that. Though, be careful, by the way. This, this is advice right out of the gate, especially for you young women out there. <laughs> if a man boasts about his sexual prowess, chances are he's really terrible in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm all that. I got this. And then you get him in bed, and he's like, wah, wah. "Failed." Yeah, not not a grande. <laughs> it's the folks like us that are super humble. They're like, "Yeah, I'm average." And then then you get us, and then you're like, "OMG, my mind is blown." And you know what? Don't overpromise. I guess is the the message there. Yeah, you never want to overpromise yeah. in but that situation. Going back to this question and taking it seriously for a second. I, I am a B minus, a solid B minus. I've got I've got a lot of room for improvement, but I think I've done a pretty good job of managing obstacles and overcoming them. Not all of them. I certainly still struggle with quite a few. So lots of room for growth. Maybe God will give me more time on the planet to perfect it. Hopefully. We can only hope. Yeah. Thank you. That seemed genuine from you. Did you mean that for me specifically? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Well, beautiful. Well, that, that's a great segue into our <laughs> gift of the day, Michelle. And here we go. Obstacles come in many forms and degrees of difficulty. Yes. When someone deliberately does their best to block you from something you truly want, Ugh. do you stand down or do you ramp up? How do you feel when you do? Spending time wondering what if we fix that. Uh, is there any other worse? Well, I guess there could be quite a bit, but. To finish the sentence, is there any other worse feeling than, I wonder what if, or I wonder what could have been? David, I know people who live in the what if. Ugh. And and these are the same people who say, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm too busy. Right. Um, no, you're not. Right. And it's okay to pre-plan and think about, think one step ahead, but there is some serious difference when you are caught in the what ifs. Major difference. That is called spinning your wheels. Absolutely. And if you noticed, that was very quiet. You were. Why? (laughs) You were making me. (laughs) I was like, is this thing on? (laughs) No, I'm over here thinking, do I say it? Do I say it? Do I say it? Because how Valentine's Day weekend's coming up, uh-huh. right? And I'm I'm gonna be by myself. Yeah, that's an obstacle to overcome. I'm disappointed. I'm a little bit, you know, upset. And what do I do? Right? I I could I could sulk. I could avoid it. I could just watch a bunch of Netflix. Or you could buy champagne. a ski lift ticket. 
Did I, did I already tell you that? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, how the hell? Get out of my mind, you weird lady. No, that's what I'm doing. I'm going up to the mountains. I'm probably going to go skiing, do a little bit of drinking. Uh, maybe do some. Make, make some friends along the way. Ma- oh, make some friends along the way. It's a, that's a definite. That's definitely going to happen. And then I'll have a great story to I tell. I was going to say, yeah. and a gift yeah. of the day. Yeah. I'll do some riding while I'm up there, and Daisy and I will hang out in the snow. She loves the snow, so what the hell? I've got the Jeep. So chances are you probably won't hear this. It'll be too too late when you hear it, but <laughs> if you don't have any other plans Valentine's Day, <laughs> let me know. Hit me up. Hit you know my number. HMU. <laughs> we'll do the Yako Key. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. David, so what's this story you have for us today? Oh, I've got a great story. And it is very much an illustration of the gift of the day, which you most definitely have already read. That's an inside joke (laughs) and an outtake that everybody needs to listen to some other time. All right. So this event took place. It was a concert. It was one of my favorite artists of all time. And I know I say that a lot. But this truly is one of my favorite artists, probably top three, maybe even, you know, gosh, I, I can elevate this to top two. It's a band called James. Most people don't know who they are, which is sad and pathetic. If you so are, good. if you're over 30, you've at least heard their top hit, which was called Laid. Here's a sample. Right. Who, who didn't know that? If you're older than 30, you definitely knew it. But under 30, you might not. Huge, huge in, in England. Huge in Great Britain. Sell out stadiums. Manchester Stadium. Two, three nights in a row. Come to the United States. They can't even fill a normal concert hall. Which is, I guess, in my favor. So I had these tickets to go. And I bought them for the entire family. My two girls and my wife at the time. And lo and behold... In between the time that I bought the tickets, which I bought them well in advance, and the time that the concert was to take place, we were having our separation, which was basically the end of the relationship, uh, both from a psychological and physical standpoint, from mm-hmm. my perspective. It was just the final death nail, but then it hung on. It lingered on for several <laughs> years after that, which I, I'm only telling you that because I don't want you to replicate the same failure. When it's over, it's over. Walk away. Please don't Mm. linger. It doesn't do anybody any good. Trying to give CPR to a corpse is... God, that was graphic. Yeah. (laughs) But it's really true. But it does paint the picture. It's totally fruitless. And that's that's what I was doing. So as was very typical in these types of situations, a lot of power play, a lot of control, a lot of passive-aggressive behavior, I said, well, you know, I still have these tickets. I bought four tickets what are we going to do about the concert? And she flatly said, well, I'm not going. And it was, you know, one of those women pouty things. So I said, okay, (laughs) I stood my ground and I said, well, I'm still going and I want to take the girls, which by the way, was knowingly going to be a huge task. They were really small at that point. Right. Okay. And we had seats, but I always get on the floor. So I'm a big guy. I'm very strong guy. I decided we're going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
you know, prove myself. I'm not going to give up this opportunity. And it was one of those things where a normal guy, I think, would have said, well, let's cut our losses. The concerts will come and go. Let's just forget about it. Maybe even sell the tickets online or whatever. But I chose to bring the girls. And there, there was a little bit of surprise, I think, from, from my ex that uh, I, I executed on it and I followed through. So we show up, we get there. The girls, by the way, know every single lyric to every single James song ever written. That is crazy. And they were more than enthusiastic to be there. Didn't even question why their mother wasn't there. <laughs> and we're on the floor. So here I am literally holding two girls in my arms the whole time. Or I would have one on my shoulders and one in my arms trying to keep them from being on off the floor, but also having a view. They had to be higher than me to get the view, right? Sure. So James takes the stage. The lead singer's name is Tim, Tim Booth. And he starts singing. And I noticed we were uh, left, uh, well, from his vantage point, right of stage, stage right. I noticed that he was spending an enormous amount of time over where we were. And I didn't want to you know, think, oh, it's because of us. But he would he would walk the stage. He would go stage left. He would, you know, rile up the crowd on the left and then go back to middle. But Sprint oh, back. Yeah, to but the- he would literally sometimes would sprint back to, to stage right. And it, it felt like he was looking at us. But, it, of course, that, I just wrote it off like, oh, that's just my ego, right? So the concert uh, is in the mid-swing and I am dying. I'm dying. I can't. I, I'm, <laughs> Your arms are spaghetti. Oh, they're spaghetti. And here's the, the, the great thing about, I think, most concerts, except maybe rap. Uh, the people are super supportive. There's a solidarity. There's a shared experience. I actually had one person, a male, say, hey, man, you look like you could use some help. I'm willing to put one of your daughters on my shoulders. And I'm like, Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. At first I'm like, nah, man, that's cool. I'm fine. And then like next time, well, dude, is that offer <laughs> Here, still good? Her. Yeah. <laughs> Please, my God, I'm dying. So then there they were, you know, on our different shoulders. And, and the, the trust level from me was huge. Mm-hmm. And then the trust level from my daughter, my oldest daughter was on the other guy's shoulders mm-hmm. for a brief period of time. And then there was, there were women that were like, I'll hold them. It oh. became this, like, we have a mission. And they were so surprised that these little girls were at this concert. And so the concert ends. And I said, you know what? And you know me. I said, I want to get backstage of and I want to talk did. to the band. Right. So there's only one big burly security guard. Right. And and I'm, tr- I'm trying to chisel away at this guy and say, <laughs> you know, I don't have a pass, but I would really like to be able to go back and, and, and talk to the band. In the middle of him saying, I'm sorry, you need a pass. Tim is in the hallway. No. And he looks back. He sees us <laughs> and he's all, oh, no, no, no. They're with us. And he waves us back. Wow. And I almost lost it because my <laughs> knees are already weak at this point. <laughs> and I'm all, oh my God, girls, we're getting, we're getting to go meet the band. And the security guard was like, right on, man. Like he was okay, totally cool. chill. So we get back and we get into the, to the, the back of the stage and literally maybe six people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow, we're going to actually have some FaceTime with him. So. His bandmates, who I, I am so apologetic that I don't know their names, but they were so awesome. They actually commented. They're like, oh, we saw you we, out there. We saw you. And you were holding your girls. And So the, you were right. He yeah, totally was. The one totally guitarist was like, seriously, do, do your girls know all the lyrics or were they just mouthing it? And like, no, they know every single one of your lyrics. So Tim comes over. <clears throat> and Tim, 
I'm going to, I'm going to break precedent for one moment. No, maybe I won't. I won't. Cause I, I make it very clear that I, I want to leave my family anonymous. Uh, Tim comes over and he introduces himself and uh, my youngest introduces herself and he's like, Oh, my goddaughter's name is mm-hmm. also. And they, they immediately have this bond. And then he says, and I, I'm already emotionally raw because I'm going through the separation. Right. And I've got my girls in this concert and now it's surreal because I'm, I'm, I'm with Tim. He says, and it's hard for me to even repeat. He says, I'll tell you what, there was an energy coming <gasps> from that part of where you were. I couldn't stop. It was like a magnet. I felt something. No. I felt compelled. I felt good being on that side of the stage. And then I spotted you and your girls. And I was like blown away. Yeah, what do you say that to they, that? I, wow. they're, they're meeting me line for line. I looked down and he was singing um, She's a Star. And here, here's a sample of this song, which was my oldest's favorite song. looking down and I see this little blonde curly haired girl singing note for note with me on this song and he's like it almost I don't get distracted very often I almost lost my place because I couldn't believe someone that little was knowing my lyrics and I start crying I'm like I'm I'm totally I totally all the pictures that I have of Tim and I my eyes are watering (laughs) there's no picture with clear eyes because I'm soaking wet with sweat I've got uh-huh. the T-shirt on. Uh, this is again for those of you who are not aware, and I'll I'll drop the sample in in a second. Tim's lyrics have changed my life, and mm-hmm. in fact, they've changed your life too. You may not know it, but the lyric "If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor" came from Tim Booth. That is his lyric in one of his songs, and here it is right here. So as the evening goes on, we're, we're still chilling with it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like one o'clock in the morning, but I don't is care. Is it that much later? Yeah. And, okay. and, and let, me, let me say this. This is where I'm getting back to this whole obstacle thing and how, how great stories only come with conflict involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I will prove my point. I will make the assertion, then I'll prove my point. If my ex was there at that concert, number one, they would have been in the seats she would have persuaded them to sit in the seats. And number two, there's no way in hell that she would have stayed to try to go backstage that late at night because they have a bedtime. Absolutely. Right. And this has been an ongoing theme that, that prevented me from doing, you know, we did remarkable things. We have remarkable memories, but it could have been even more if we didn't have her as the obstacle. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying I can prove that is after we quote unquote reconciled, there was another James concert and we went and she went up in the balcony and persuaded the girls to stay up in the seats. Mm. And I said, don't you guys want another chance at meeting Tim? They're like, no, we already did it. <gasps> oh, what? So I went down on the floor and I, I brought him one of my smudge sticks that I made with my dad and I put a note on it. Um, and he actually, I think he remembered me. I, c- really? I couldn't be sure, but he gave me a nod. And then he took my smudge stick and pretended like it was a joint and he, <laughs> on stage. And he was like, like holding it up to his mouth like he's smoking it and then he waved at me and I'm like oh okay Tim remembers me this is cool 
Um, and I said, well, I'm going to try to get backstage and all, and she's all, no, we need to get home uh, and see now that's divine intervention. In my opinion, yeah. the universe, we would have never met Tim. The, the whole number of things were set into motion right. from that, that particular instance that has made me who I am, that has made them who they are, who continues to make their mother who she is. And well, I guess Tim was kind of inert in all of this, but he had an influence and I'm now influencing other people. Yeah. And it's all about the obstacle. How did you overcome the obstacle? To what degree of difficulty was that obstacle? And you just, you have to manifest these things. I just recently had a conversation with a gal who was, you know, hi, she's, hey, by the way, I'm going to give a shout out to the gal. I'm sorry, I forgot your name at the farm, Carneros. We just talked. It, it's now to me, but it was, it's going to be four days, five days later for you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I know you're <laughs> listening now, uh, but she was talking about. Uh, and I hope you're tingling because I, I love this. When I talk about somebody, they report back they're like, oh, I was tingling because you sweet. talked to me, talked about me, that she's now all excited about uh, figuring out how to not only overcome obstacles, but how to broaden the horizon and see the world from a different perspective. And she's she's all learning all this stuff. And it wasn't coincidence that we met. Okay. We had deep conversation. So this is one of those lessons for you that you want to seek out the obstacles that you want to overcome all these obstacles. And, you know, do you, do you, do you decline? Do you walk away or do you ramp up in these situations? Right. And remember in, in stoicism, they say that the obstacle becomes the way. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. And, and this is truly an, uh, an exhibition of that mm -hmm. where I, I, I had a choice. I could have put those tickets online and we've never had this conversation. We would never had this depth and richness of, of an experience. Mm -hmm. And it literally got to the point where I, I set the stage for my kids. <laughs> the bar was raised really high. They thought that every concert we went to, that <laughs> you got <laughs> you to, get go. to meet the band. <laughs> it's like, no, no. It's, it happened four times. And it was by wow. you know persistence and being conniving uh, or being sincere. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what other kids have this experience, right? Yeah. And they learned the lesson. That, yeah, okay, there's an obstacle. Do you turn away from it like their mother? Or do you figure out a way to plow through it, over it, under it, around it? That's the, that's how you get somewhere. That's where the richness of the story begins. Hey, that's a great way of looking at it. Mm. The story begins at the obstacle. With the obstacle. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. You just heard an epiphany. There you go. And I love that aside from your epiphany, I love that they got to bear witness to all this, see it for, see it as it's happening. And then they little do, well, I think parents understand, like they see this, it's sinking in right. and they're going to emulate it right. with the confidence that they show. Yep. I think that's, and I think it's especially, and I don't want to get into this whole gender discussion, but I think it's especially important to show women how to overcome obstacles you're from a from a male's perspective as a male i i can tell you in my household with my sister and i i was the one that was taught how to uh, overcome obstacles my sister was not okay and so maybe i'm in a different generation but i think it's more important you know i taught my son this of course but my daughters having my daughters know this is exceptionally it, important and it puts them in a, in a higher level of caliber yeah than their cohorts it sure does it's yeah. you're right it is a different meaning behind empowering those 
females. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so now that you can't unknow this, your job, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to infringe on your homework, but in, <laughs> as a parent, your job, especially as a, as a male of a female uh, uh, daughter, well, your daughter would be female by definition. <laughs> Maybe not these days. I don't know. <laughs> this is true. But if you're, if you're a dad and you've got a daughter, it's your responsibility to treat them like you would a son and treat them how you would want to be treated and teach them how to overcome obstacles just like you would with a, with a boy. And for, for a woman, maybe that's not what you were given. And as a mom, you've got to make sure that you figure out how to do it and give them what you weren't given. That's how you should parent is have your kids standing on your shoulders. And that's exactly right. And I, and I hear that the school bell in the background, which, which is perfect because it is going off of what David's saying is, is there enough conflict and failure in your life. Ooh, I like that. And it's good. Who thinks that way? That's great. And then as a parent, you see it all the way through and you come out on the other side better with a better remarkable memory. Wow. I like that. I really like that. It, it, it sounds like a simple statement, but when you meditate on that, who invites conflict and failure? Who, who does? There are so many times when you spoke about manifesting and sometimes you're asking the universe, give me a sign. And sometimes they're big signs and you're like, wow, I, I wished for that. So what's my lesson? What am I going to learn? And you can switch it around. That's another thing that the gal at the farm and I were talking about was she, she asked me point blank. I must, I must look like the kind of guy that you can just randomly ask a very specific and pointed question. She's like, what is your position on manifestation? Ooh, I'm like, how the hell would you know to ask me that? Yeah. And I said, I totally 100% believe in it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, everything that's come to fruition in my life has come from manifestation. Okay. Yeah. So you so, probably vibrate at a different level. I must. Maybe she picked up on that. Either that or it was the flavored vodka she kept pouring me. There you go. And ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were getting a little too meta there. So yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to bring let's, it down. Let's call it a down. spade a spade. Yeah. It yeah. was the vodka flowing. It was the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that she was a Patrick Mahomes fan, so uh, see we can fix her. No, <laughs> we fix that. <laughs> Michelle doesn't like that at all. Oh boy! All right, Michelle, you dropped the homework. Now it's time to drop your M D M. One of these days, I'm going to put that in Echo, I like a, like a monster yes. truck show. I like it. Next time, Sunday, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Hey. Sunday. It's the only time I mute the TV. (laughs) I think the the major wisdom bomb is get out of the what ifs. Stop wondering in the what ifs. Make a game plan, execute it. And you know what? Sometimes there's hurdles to leap over. All the better for you. Mm -hmm. All the better for you. I echo that sentiment. Echo, echo. Echo, echo that sentiment, (laughs) sentiment, sentiment. (laughs) All right. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.